the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Rolled up to my Chevrolet. I climbed down up inside. I pulled the chuck and I turned the key. But the old girl wouldn't start. She let out a whine so pitiful. It nearly broke my heart. Although I was a bit concerned. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. This is Dan Marley, head coach of Grand Canyon University, inviting you to join the voice of the Lopes, Michael Potter, for an exciting season of antelope basketball. That's right, Dan. And your Lopes play their final whack game of the year at GCU Arena, hosting Chicago State tonight. GCU is looking to sweep the season series with the Cougars and continue their push for a 25-win season. The tip's at 7. Join me and the coach, Dan Nichols, for the Antelope pregame show at 645. The Lopes and the Cougars tonight on our sister station, Family Values Radio 1010. You won't want to miss a moment of the action. Lopes up. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Um, We've had some technical difficulties, and it's all my fault, but uh, we're on the air, and we're going to talk about cars for the next hour and, uh, what, 40 minutes. (laughs) And so I apologize for not being here when you expect me here at the very beginning of the show, but uh, there's just sometimes um, things happen. I guess things happen is the uh, right word. Would you say that uh, things happen? That is correct. Yes, things happen. It's better than saying what I really want to say. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, my daughter, sitting here next to me, and the phone lines are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The reason why in 1988 I put together the best car repair shops in Phoenix is because no other list existed. And I needed to to identify the guys that are really the leaders in our industry. And I also wanted to make sure that folks understood clearly that there are good shops in the uh, in the in the car repair industry. There are good shops. There are places you can go. So, one of the very first people 
was quality transmission in Tempe. Quality's there because they deserve to be there. Quality's been in business since 1977, and Bob and Steve are very good at what they do, and they take good care of their customers, my customers, and everybody else's customers, and they know how to fix transmission. It's the only transmission shop in the East Valley that I think is worth an endorsement. They are really, really good at what they do. That's quality transmission, serving the East Valley since 77, and they're on McClintock, just north of University in Tempe. Let's go to Bob. Bob, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Good morning, Mark. Same to you. Uh, I have a 2001 DeVille base model, and I have an air ejection pump this bed, which is the driver's side. Can I jack just the front of the car up and leave it on stands to change that out? Can you leave it on stands? I'm saying if I jack the front end up and have it on jack stands, can I do that repair, changeover, with the front end of the car jacked up? I would imagine so. I think it's much easier to get to that air pump from the bottom than it is the top. You might have an engine pan that you're going to have to take off. And don't forget that on the, the early model DeVilles, we had to move stuff to gain access to different stuff. So it's okay. not it's not unlike that you might have to pull the fan shroud out of off of it or fold the fan shroud towards the motor, disconnect it from the radiator, fold it towards the motor, or something like that to gain clearer access. But yes, I I would imagine you can get the air pump from the bottom, and if that's the case, you're just going to have to get what we call, we call it gain access. Do what you got to do to get the bolts and the nuts you need to get that thing off. Did it lock up completely? No, it's uh, does it more when it's cold out. Uh, it'll do shut the engine down. And you'll get the whining noise, and I check both uh, electric coin motors, and it isn't then. But it's definitely on the driver's side. Okay. All right. Well, um, does it have that little bitty drive belt that runs it? I don't think so. Okay. So does it run off of the normal fan belt? No, from what I understand. There's two lines connected to it. Okay. So is is it electric? Are Are you thinking it's electric? Yes, it is. There's an electric motor that drives it. In other words, they, they've had issues. There was a bolting out on that a while back where um, it brings in the air. There's too much water would get, get to the motor, and it would start having an effect on the motor. And they devised a new hose to go onto the motor to bring in the air. And that goes into your... Um, as far as the uh, emissions goes. Okay, well, we're, yeah, we're sucking in clean and we're pushing out air under slight pressure into the exhaust system to help yes. fire up the cat. Uh, my, my question is, is it, you need to be sure, so the first thing I would do is, is I would find the electrical connection to the electric motor and I would disconnect that and make sure that the noise goes away because sure. if you disconnect it and the noise is still there, then it's not going to be that yep. electric pump. It's going to be the water sure. pump or something else, okay? Yep. Okay, Mark. All right. Good luck to you, buddy. Good luck. Okay. You, you take care. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. If you'd like to join us, you sure can. A couple of the things I want to talk to you about is I have a receipt here in front of me, and it talk, it's from an auto parts store, and it was given to a customer. And it talks about troubleshooting code 154. And then it says definition. The Circuit condition is the heated oxygen sensor, bank one, sensor one. It, uh, it, and then it gives an explanation. A powertrain control module, the PC in your car, uses the oxygen sensor to adjust fuel and air mixture. That's all true. And then it says probable cause oxygen sensor failure. 
So as it stands, you reach to that point there and you say to yourself, I have a bad oxygen sensor. And of course, this auto parts store is more than happy to sell you an oxygen sensor. But you must read down a little further and you have to know what I know and what other technicians know. It says at the very bottom that there are other codes and one of the codes is they we have very high or very low fuel pump pressure. Now let me explain the difference here. This is a lean code otherwise the computer saying I want more fuel give me more fuel. That's what the computer saying and the fuel system is either incapable of providing that fuel or the oxygen sensor is lying about the need of the fuel. So you can see how those three things work together. Okay? Well, I've said before, I object to the auto parts people sending out a kid with three whiskers that got out of high school day before yesterday and telling you how to fix your car based on this little $10 component that he plugs into your car. Only 25% of the time when you have an oxygen sensor code do you actually need an oxygen sensor. A plugged fuel filter will cause an oxygen sensor code. A vacuum leak will cause an oxygen sensor code. A, uh, an, an ignition misfire will cause an oxygen sensor code. But in this particular case, this car has substandard fuel pressure, which means if there isn't appropriate fuel pressure, then there isn't going to be appropriate fuel delivery, and the oxygen sensor is complaining about the fuel delivery. Are you getting where I'm going? Picking it up. Are you picking it up? <laughs> so, so this is a situation where, and let me put it to you in a different fashion. Let's pretend there's a water faucet, a fuel faucet, okay? Mm -hmm. You're the computer, Andy. The oxygen sensor says, I want more fuel. So what do you do? Turn the faucet. Open. O yeah, open. All right, and I say, I, I need more fuel. I need more fuel. And what are you going to keep doing? Keep pumping out fuel. There's going to come a time where you stop. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you stop, you're, you don't, you can't give me any more fuel. If I keep yelling and give me more fuel, there's something wrong with me or you, right? Yes. Either you're not giving me the fuel you think you're giving me, or I'm lying about the amount of fuel that I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. So this, this, this piece of paper means nothing. And, and, and here's, here's what I think bothers me. There's two things that bother me about this piece of paper. Number one, they're going to sell you an oxygen sensor that you don't need. You clearly don't need. Yeah. And, and you know what bothers me in number two? It's number two is, is you're not going to hold them to the same standards you hold me to. Because you're not going to go back and say, I want my money back. This didn't fix my problem. You don't do that because you didn't pay any diagnostic charges. You didn't pay anything. So the idea is, is that I'm mad because they just ripped you off for the money for the oxygen sensor and I'm also mad at you the customer because when I do something I mean there's times where I change your oil and I replace your air filter and I put the old filter in a box and put it in your car and you come back and say you know my filter was replaced two days ago and I say okay well let's look at what I took out oh here it is and you say I, I don't believe you and I say fine I give you your money back so you don't hold you hold me to a higher standard than you do that three whiskered kid, but that three whiskered kid's job is to sell you parts that, that and he's only guessing about the need for parts. And so that's the point. The mm -hmm. point is just simply that. Six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. Our lines are wide open. Andy and I are here to help you out. Andy actually works at the our our repair shop and Andy has worked at our repair shop since nineteen ninety four. It's a long, long time. time. And she's only 20. Oh, that was such a <laughs> long time. We'll be back right after this in just about three minutes. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. 
2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Welcome back, everybody. 32 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is AJ. We call her Andy. She is uh, my right hand, my left hand, and she um, actually is most of my brain today. <laughs> and she's helping me out. And, uh, and I'll tell you a story, but we're going to tell you real quick about Action Auto Repair. He's on Deer Valley in the I-17 in the northwest corner of the intersection of I-17 and Deer Valley. And Tom and his repair shop, Action Auto, are, is on our list because they deserve it. They have a BMW certified technician. They do domestic and import cars. They have ASE certified master technicians that work on your car. So that means they're going to diagnose it properly. They're going to repair it properly. They're going to verify that their repair actually fixed your problem properly. And they're going to come in underneath their estimate. That's the whole idea. So Tom and Action Auto deserve it to be on our list. It can be found at MarkSalem.com, MarkSalem.com, I-17 in Deer Valley in phoenix let's go to the phones and go to roger roger good morning how can we help you top of morning uh question i have a 2010 ford escape and it's got about sixty-five thousand miles on it the code came up that transmission uh doesn't change the fifth gear too well it sort of slipped okay and the code came up and said control assembly valve body and I, I looked at the oil, oil is black, and I changed the oil, I replaced it, hoping maybe that might resolve it, but it's not. But the change in the control body, is that a difficult job to do? Well, the valve body, it, it, not only is it difficult to do, you're going to be dealing with lots of little springs and lots of little balls, and you better you better not disconnect the wrong plate and have five springs pop out and balls fall all over the floor because you're in real big trouble when that happens. I see. I thought it was all one complete unit when you buy it. I thought it was a one unit. You just it's, replace it. 
it's possible. Um, mm -hmm. the, the guys that work on transmissions for a living will take it apart, find out the problem, and fix it. And yeah, I was here to change the, change the whole unit itself. And, and well, the... here, here's the problem. Um, it, the computer knows that it's asking for a command to go into fifth gear, but it, the transmission's incapable of doing that. So it's setting the code for, hey, I don't see fifth gear. I'm asking for it, but I don't get it. The question is, is, is the transmission really getting, the, getting that command? And so that's what a scanner does. A code reader doesn't do that. A scanner does that. And a technician that works on transmissions is going to manually shift your gears, one, two, three, four, five, and overdrive and lock up. And he's going to run it through its paces. And he's going to, I'm afraid for you, you're certainly free to do whatever you want. But mm -hmm. last week was a tough week in Mark Salem's life. And I had people come in, and I, I actually spent uh, quite a bit of this week in the office. And I, I'm telling you, I had three or four guys come in that have spent two and three times as much as I would have charged them to diagnose the problem. Sure. And and I'm not saying just me. I'm saying there's lots of shops out there. I strongly suggest that you you spend the $75, $85, $95 to have somebody diagnose your problem because mm -hmm. it's possible that you got some ground-up metal in that transmission. It's possible that you've got something terribly wrong in the transmission, and it's possible that the that you putting on a brand new valve body is kind of like putting on a new filter and within days or weeks that valve body will lose third gear or second gear because of the of the contamination throughout the throughout the transmission and mm -hmm. at that point you have wasted a tremendous amount of money well the, the, the part itself is about a, a buck ten so i figure for 110 bucks it's worth me for a couple hours to get up underneath there and and switch it out and take a chance that way. Okay, and, 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 and like I said, if, if that's what you want to do, but there also you have three solenoids in that transmission, and mm -hmm. they provide all the gears. And so all three closed is one gear, all three open is one gear, and then combinations of open, closed, closed, open, open, closed. You know, you know how that works. Well, mm -hmm. what happens if you've got a solenoid problem? Or what happens if, if it's commanding fifth gear, but it doesn't go into fifth gear, and the transmission and the computer's guessing wrong about the valve body? You see, and the valve body is controlled by the three solenoids. So if you have a bad solenoid, you may do the valve body, and if that doesn't do it, then you do something else, and if that doesn't do it, then you go get all three solenoids, and really all you needed is one at the very beginning. I'm just mm -hmm. scared that you're going to spend more money and time, but mm -hmm. I can tell you this much. If you buy the new valve body for your buck ten, I'm pretty sure it's going to be complete. So mm -hmm. follow the directions and read them okay. three times before you pull that old valve body off, and you better hope it doesn't come apart in pieces. However, the no. valve body typically comes with the valve body and a plate on top of it, and that whole assembly bolts on to the bottom of the transmission. I see. And then I was going to bring it to, I guess i got to bring it to the dealer and have him flash the computer. Um, well, it would depend. It would depend on the outcome of you putting in a new valve body. Um, you, the dealer's not the only guy in the world that can flash your car. Oh, I thought, uh, they, it, I thought they had the equipment no. to do okay. it. Okay. The, the cost is this. It's about $40 worth of labor, and it's about $85 for permission to go to the cloud and download right. the software for your car. So that's the reason why it's $125. It's not exactly a profit maker for anybody. No, no, But no. the bottom line is, is but I don't, think, I don't think you have to tell it it needs a new valve body. I, oh, okay. I think you just put the valve body in, pull the negative cable, pull the valve body, replace the valve body, put the negative cable back on, start it up, run it through the gears, go drive it and see what happens. Perfect. Okay. Appreciate it. All Have right. a thank great you. weekend. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. All righty. Let's uh, 
that, 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 that's what kind of, I, I get scared. And I just, as long as you let me tell you that I'm scared, you're going to spend more money guessing. Um, do you see that very often? Yeah, we see it all the time. Um, yesterday, a guy came in and he had a noise underneath the front of his car and he's already done lower control arms and he's done this and he's done that and he's done this and he's done that. And this guy's probably spent three or $400 in just parts alone and he still has a clunk that he started with. I had Louie go dr take a drive mm -hmm. with him, and Louie says, this is not going to be a problem. And so the guy made an appointment to bring his car back in, I think Monday. Yeah. And Monday he'll bring it back in, and we'll diagnose what the, the problem is. Here's the important part. The noise hasn't changed since he's done all this work, which means he's not even close to the, to the exactly. problem. Had it changed when he did the work, then he tightened the bolt or he loosened the bolt or whatever. But that's the hard part. Joe, I want you to stay right there because you're going to be my next caller, but I'm going to have to take a break here in just another minute and three seconds. And anybody else that would like to join us, you're welcome, 602-508-0960. And Automatic Transmission Exchange in Phoenix is another good place to go to if you have transmission problems. He's at 40th Street in Washington, and he's open on Saturdays from 8 to 2 for your convenience. So if you have a transmission problem and you're looking for the oldest guy in Phoenix, the guy that's been around the longest, the guy who's been in business in the same location since 1968, and Phil and his staff are really great guys. They know what they're doing. They're dry, transmission diagnostic experts. And not only that is they know all the older cars because when you look at Phil, you'll know Phil wasn't born yesterday. So if you've got a power glider, you've got some old Buick out of, automatic out of a 40 Buick, Phil knows how to work on those two. That's Automatic Transmission Exchange. We call it ATE, 40th Street in Washington in Phoenix. My name is Mark Salem. Andy Salem sitting here next to me, and we'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. 
Welcome back, everybody. 41 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Andy Salem sitting here next to me, and we're at your service here and under the hood every Saturday from 10 to 12 right here on 960 The Patriot. We talk about cars, and if you'd like to join us, the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. We're going to take Joe. Joe, you're up first, buddy. How can I help you? How often should you change that air filter in a car, do you think? You know, that's a very difficult question, and... and I've got some ladies in Ahwatukee that I do business with. They do business with me, and I may not change their air filter for two years. Uh-huh. And then I've got some cowboys that come in on oil changes at five and six and 8,000 miles, and I do it every time. Well, I've got 59,000 miles in the car, and I changed it once in the last 12 years. And I only put 30,000 miles on in the last 12 years. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I... You did the work yourself, right? Yeah. Okay, so you, and here's the beauty of what you're telling me. I know that Joe knows what a used one looks like and what a new one's looked like because he's had both of them in his hand, right? I think so. Absolutely. Of course you have. So I know that you, and then when you take that air filter out and you hit it on the ground a couple of times and if it throws up a big dust cloud and a whole bunch of you know dinosaurs come out of it and dust and rocks and flies and stuff like that then you say okay well i need a new one but if you take it and you beat it on the ground and nothing comes out of it and you look up at the sun and you say i can see through this and it's it may be a little dusty but it's not it's not laden in dirt it's not laden in mud you beat it out then you put it back in you're done so I, I think you've done a good job. It, it shows that you're not traveling a lot of dirt roads, and it shows that you probably put your car in the garage at night. All the time. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's no problem. Look at the money you've saved um, by doing one or two oil filters and the mileage that you have. Just the air filter. Air filter. That's what I mean. Yeah. Air filter. Maybe I should just change it anyway or have it changed. I mean, they're hard to change. Um, yes, and, and, and most shops will replace your air filter for free. Do you do your own oil changes? Not anymore. Okay, the oil change that you're looking for should be about thirty-five to forty-five dollars. Yeah. And the and your air filter is probably going to be a panel air filter. Is it a flat air filter? No, it's in up in there somewhere. It's an old one Oldsmobile silhouette minivan. It's, <clears throat> it's hard to get to that thing. Okay, uh, I can assure you on a one to ten scale that. That, that seasoned technicians um, would smile when you said that because it's not a 10 or it's not an 8 and it's not a 6. It's probably a 2 to them, and it's probably a 5 or a 6 or a 7 to, to a normal person. Right. So really and truly, I, I don't know the last time we charged to replace an air filter. A cabin filter is different, but yeah. an, an engine air filter, I don't believe we've ever charged. So I would think that what you'd want them to do is, is can you check my air filter, and if it's dirty, would you replace it? But before you start throwing it away, can I look at it? And would you just kind of clean all the bugs out of the box at the same time? Thank you very much. That's what you say. Okay? Well, okay, I'll just have it changed. And they're not that much money anyway. No, no, they aren't. They aren't. All righty. Okay, and thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you very much. And uh, let me tell you real quick about IMM Auto Service. IMM Auto Service is in the northeast corner of Tempe. He's south of the 202 and west of the 101. David's worked at IMM for a very, very long time, 1972. David works on cars that nobody else wants to, and David is very good at cars that nobody else wants to. He's really good at Volvos and Saabs and Fiats and Alfa Romeos. He does domestic and import cars. But if you have a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, or Alfa Romeo, you really need to get with David. 
and introduce yourself to him because he's the kind of place that you're going to want. Just the other day, there was a sob story that went like this. Was it a sob or a vovo? Okay, hold on a minute. Let me turn on your mic. What is it? It was a sob. The sob was, t- one shop said that the repair was. A fuse box. Okay, a fuse box for how many dollars? I it think was, it was somewhere around $800, and the part was hard to find or obsolete, or they, they couldn't track it down. And it went to a shop, and the shop fixed it with a, a relay mm-hmm. and a bad connection, mm-hmm. and that bill was? And a headlight bulb. And a headlight bulb. Mm-hmm. And how much was the bill? I think it was $150, maybe. Okay. Somewhere and, around there. And that's why you have to find the right shop. This happened to be a, I think it was a Volvo. It was a Volvo. It was a 97X, I believe. Yeah, it was a 97X, which is really a, a, a trailblazer. A, a, trail, a Chevrolet mm-hmm. trailblazer. But um, the, the one shop bid it for a fuse panel. And here's the problem is after the fuse panel's been replaced, the problem is still there. Mm-hmm. And when the problem is still there, then the shop's really in big trouble. And if, if you're good, you're going to say, I'm not going to pay for a repair that didn't fix my problem. It sounds like you, you, you sold me a guess, and I want to buy a fix. And that's how that transition works. So anyway, IMM is a great guy. He's got master technicians that work for him. He's been around, like I said, since 1972. IMM Auto Service, a great guy to go to. Harry, can I help you this morning? What can I do for you? Sure can, uh, Mark. Sounds like you had some gremlins in your transmitter. Uh, oh, you know, I... Harry, it's just it's just the luck of the draw. I, I for, and Harry, I, I I feel like we know one another really well. I got to tell you about something really exciting yesterday. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. I just yesterday um, we all met at uh, Benihana's mm-hmm. for dinner. There was ten or twelve of us. We got uh, Andy, my daughter, and her husband. We got Alan, my son, and his wife Heather, and they got the grandkids. And we had Renee's mom there, and we were celebrating Renee's birthday and our anniversary. Now, Harry, good. Harry, we've been married 42 years, but she tells it's a every- miracle. It is a miracle. Just, just, <laughs> we've, been, we've been married 42 years, Harry, and she's only 29. Wow. Okay, that's what you, you were far-sighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, afterwards, um, I, for me, Harry, it, I want to, I want my granddaughters, if they're going to have their ears pierced, I want to be the first male to buy them diamonds. So we took Andy's daughter, Josie, who's, what, six months old? Yeah. Six months old. After we left Benihana's, we went to the Fiesta Mall. Well, no, no, it's not Fiesta Mall. It's It's Chandler Chandler Mall. Mall. We went to Chandler Mall. We found a place that does earrings. Mm -hmm. They loaded her ears with these little guns. They pulled the trigger at the same time, and then we put some some diamonds in there for right now, and Uh then I bought her another set. That little girl didn't just kind of made a sad face for a minute yeah and then wow. she didn't cry no tears no tears and that was she amazing. just rebounded immediately and then we went directly to zales <laughs> <laughs> and so this is the second granddaughter that's had ears pierced and uh, and uh but it was funny because the women my wife and my mother-in-law and Andy and Heather, they're all shaking in their boots and this is that and this and that. And Phil, Andy's husband and my, we're going, uh, she probably was not going to know it. That little trooper never said a word. Never, wow, it was just click, one. click. Yeah. It would have made me cry, but it didn't make her cry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it hurt all of us more than it hurt her. <laughs> yeah. that's So that's my, that's my dad to dad story, but I'm ready for your car story. What's up? Okay. I know a few months ago uh, you were talking about, um, uh, some of the automobile, automobiles using a flammable type uh, gas in their air conditioning system. Yes. 
Is that uh, isobutane? You know, I don't, I don't know what it is because I don't have that in front of okay. me. But um, the new refrigerant that's supposed to replace 134 has somewhere, it depends on who you talk to, between 1% and 2 and 3% of a flammable gas. And I want to tell you already that there's YouTubes out there that they talk about they drill a hole in one of the lines and then they light it with a torch and it flames and it does this and does that. The chances of, of your car catching fire um, it, with that kind of a uh, 2%, 3% you know value of the of the of the uh of freon that you've got in your air conditioning system is pretty slim and but it still is a possibility and so our industry is really upset about it and and the yell and screaming that's going on is is that i'm going to put a an, a an explosion uh value uh butane or propane in this new car and when it has a crash and the condenser blows up underneath the dash behind the glove box and the lady gets some aluminum embedded in her legs, then I'm going to be sued. Well, right. the story I just told you, <clears throat> I think you're a fireman, aren't you? Yes, retired fireman. All right. How many times have you seen an air conditioning system catch fire? Oh, boy. I can't remember. Well, it's kind of hard to tell if it's burning or anything. You, you don't you, really know what started it. Okay. You're right. But 12 and 1... Yeah, 12 and 134 don't have flammable properties. Right. Um, it, it, where you're going to get the air conditioning that, that that's really do blow up and really do catch fire and really do cause problems is you've got some of the gray-haired guys out in Sun City who believe that just uses straight propane and is an appropriate refrigerant. And I must say to you that they say it works. And in cars that I've seen that have been charged with propane, propane is a viable refrigerant, but it's certainly not anything I want because now you've got a flammable index of a whole bunch more than 2%. Well, let me tell you something else, too, that I found out just yesterday. I was down uh, looking for a uh, freezer for my uh, for my house. Uh -huh. my, and they had one, and I'm looking at it. And it was the name brand and everything, and I'm looking it over, measuring it, and uh, tell the gal, uh, says, well, do you have any that are still in the, you know, the box? So I'm looking at it, and it says, uh, as a danger deal on the outside uh, part of the uh, cardboard there, uh, saying, you know, danger, flammable uh, refrigerant. And it was, they had its name there was isobutane, and then also a little further over they said R600A. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, this is going to be in my house. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, we used to have, years ago, you can probably maybe still remember, uh, they had sulfur dioxide, the old, old, old one. Yes. Well, that leak, boy, that was really bad. That drove you out of the house. Or, <laughs> or and everybody else, too. And everybody else. Yeah, it was real bad. Uh, then they, you know, went to the fluoride-type uh, stuff, and uh, it uh, got a lot better and everything. But um, I'm just wondering about that. Of course, it set all the box made in China, and I'm thinking, well, is this the only... You know, no, the 22... The R22, which is typically used in appliances and commercial units and air conditioning units like on the roof of our shop, the R22 is being replaced by that 600. And it has some flammable properties as well. And like I said, everybody's really kind of concerned about it. But, but I did see a YouTube from a technician who opened up a valve on a, on a can and then held his lighter over there, and he couldn't get the, the, the refrigerant to light. But admittedly, between you and me, he had, it, he had the valve open quite a bit, so we were blowing quite a volume across his flame. 
I wish he would have turned the volume down a little bit and then maybe used a propane torch. The problem is, is he's holding a hand grenade in his hand because if it catches fire of the stream out the mouth of the of the container, if it goes into that container, he's in big trouble. But but I, I want to tell you that uh, I'm not real concerned about it right now. I've talked to the insurance company people, and they're saying that they're not paying any claims about flammable refrigeration, which means that at a one to two percent, that's that's no big deal. And I'll give you another example, another analogy that I think is important. People put that stop leak and inside their tires, right? Yeah. That sealer, that has flammable properties of sometimes between ten and forty percent. And we're not seeing tires blow up or catch right. fire or anything like that. So I'm not real worried about the 1% to 2%. The MSDS sheet on that refrigerator you looked at would tell you what the percentage is, but I'm quite sure that 600 is 1% or 2 or 3%. Well, it just kind of bore me because I wasn't expecting to see that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It it's going to be everywhere. It's yeah. going to be everywhere. So you know what cars that are there that have this uh, new refrigerator It's my understanding that Mercedes is going to be the first, um, but today we don't have. And I'll tell you right right now today I have hundreds, if not thousands, of pounds of refrigerant available in our parts department, and we're still using 12 and 134 on a regular basis, and we don't have anything new, and I haven't had to buy anything new. So even though there's been lots of talk, I've not run it. But in addition to that, Harry, I don't see cars till they're out of warranty. Right. So it's going to be three years after we see our first car that I'm going to see that. But I don't also see anybody calling me up saying, have you bought any of the new equipment for the new refrigerant that's now flammable? I haven't had those kinds of calls either. So usually we trade those kinds of calls within our industry from me to the dealers, the dealers to me, and so forth and so on. So I, I just, I don't know if it's something I'm going to worry about right now. Right. All righty. Okay. Well, have a good day. Well, Thank you, Harry. go better with your uh, transmitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, boy. It's just sometimes, sometimes, what? how does that saying go? Sometimes you eat the bear and sometimes he eats you or mm-hmm. something like that. Or, you know, it's just something It's just, uh, it's just, it's just the luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. It's the luck of the draw. Um, there is a bill in California that, uh, it says the California Senate Committee on Environmental Quality approved legislation that would ensure all automotive engine oils sold in California provide 10,000 miles of lubrication. They're mandating. Now, that's a synthetic oil. Full a synthet- synthetic? A full synthetic. Okay. So basically that exists. Right now they're selling. we're seeing millions of Californians paying for motor oil that performs poorly and requires expensive oil changes too often. Performs poorly is just flat-out BS, Mm -hmm. okay, because there's no oil on the market that doesn't meet minimum standards. And, folks, we have three oils. We have conventional, a blended semi-synthetic, and a full synthetic. They're saying this 10,000 miles parameters is a full synthetic. In any brand, a full synthetic. But they talk about this is the reason why we want this law, because we have oils that perform poorly. If you take a conventional and run it 10,000 miles, it's not supposed to run 10,000 miles. It's supposed to run three to 4,000 miles. So it'll it'll perform poorly when you take it out of the range it's designed yeah, for. Yeah, you've got to use it within its application or how it's supposed to be used. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. In, in addition to that, synthetic will do the same. If synthetic has a 10 or a 12,000 stopping point and you run it 15 to 18, it's going to perform poorly. 
it's no different. Your tires, you're supposed to replace them at two or three thirty seconds. If you take them down to the bald, the, till they're bald, then they're not going to perform mm -hmm. adequately. Um, in addition, many drivers spend two to three percent more on gasoline because of low quality oil causes a decrease in fuel economy. And over the course of fifteen thousand miles, which is one year, these drivers spend an average of forty-five dollars more on gasoline. What they don't tell you is what does the average person spend on gasoline. And I can guarantee you this much: that forty-five dollars can be just who's hitting the throttle. Okay, look at your brother Alan. Oh. All right, he doesn't get good fuel economy because he doesn't know anything except idle and wide open throttle. Yeah, just like you and your mother. She's <laughs> another good example of that kind of stuff. So anyway, California, another I know. crazy. I was I, I was just gonna say you love California. I don't. I, you know what? Let those fruits and nuts stay over there. You know, I think we Trump ought to close the Colorado River so they can't come east as far as far as I'm concerned. But that's a story. We'll be back right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 